Are we on? Great, 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 great. Oh, clap for Jesus. God is good. God is good. And all the time, God is good. Well, first of all, I want to thank God for this great moment of worshiping and lifting up his name that we will follow him wherever he goes, we will go with him. Hallelujah. And I want to thank God for your life and for my life. What a blessing, what a week that we've been running around in the presence of God, hearing all the different stories from around the world. I mean, how God is moving in the nations of the world. And, And it's such a joy to know that God has called you and I to be part of the redemptive work. Say amen. amen. I want to thank the leadership of CNBC, especially the mission committee, Dr. Abbott, and the team. I want to say thank you so much for this platform. It is a great opportunity for me to have this great fellowship with the body of Christ one more time. And thank you so much. Thank you so much. Really, really grateful. Um, I know God willing, our days are numbered. On the 7th of July, my family, we are moving back to Ghana, West Africa. Oh, are you happy for us? Give God some hand, man. Come on. Amen. We are going back home to serve Jesus. Carry the gospel to the people of Ghana. They need to hear that Jesus saves. Amen. Well, we are so excited, and uh, this morning I want to make sure I behave myself. I behave. I behave. I have a lot of people, mothers and fathers in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ, who are praying for me this morning, and I want to say thank you so much. It means a lot to me, and uh, I I want to make sure I behave. I behave well. Before we pray, I want us to go to... The word for today, Uh, let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 28, verse number 18, and I'll take it further to the verse number 20. Matthew chapter 28, the verse number 18 to 20, and I'm going to read from the King James Version. And so, You could probably read from your NIV, the ESV, but I want us to read as a congregation. I want us to read from all the different versions, okay? Just feel free and read. You want us to go? Are you ready? Are you there? Okay, let's take it down. Go. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Shall we go to the Lord in prayer? Father, I want to thank you this morning. It is a privilege, it is a blessing to come before you, to even open up your word and to dig into your word to see what you have for us. Father, I pray this morning that hide me behind the cross. 
Let Jesus Christ alone be seen, O God. Father, may Jesus' voice alone be heard this morning. That, Father, you would do your bidding for your glory. I pray for your people. That, Father, you speak to the heart of somebody seated here. It is my greatest desire that, Father, before the word comes to an end, O Lord, somebody will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Somebody will come to, 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 to love you more and, and to serve you like never before. Father, may you challenge us through your word, encourage us through your word, inspire us through your word. The Father, with all enthusiasm, with excitement, with joy, we will receive your word and go forth, not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God. We thank you, Lord. Have your way and let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name, let God's people say, Amen. Amen. Well, today's message is titled, Follow Jesus and Make Him Known. Follow Jesus and Make Him Known. And this morning, my assignment up here is to help us follow Jesus by exploring His Word. No other word. I said no other word, word than the Word of God. And that is what we are going to explore this morning. First of all, I want to ask you a question. How many of you believe that on daily basis is either you are following somebody or somebody is following you? It's either you are leading somebody or somebody is leading you. How many of you believe that? Every day, either you follow or you what? You lead. It's probably like following even the news update. What comes up? What is the latest trend? What is coming up this morning? How is the weather going to look like? You want to follow that pattern. What is going on? Yes, you know about the particular personality. They talk about him so much. You want to follow the news. What, what about this guy? What is going on? You either follow or probably you want to lead. And by leading, most times we don't even know that we are leading. For instance, parents, our kids at home, they don't necessarily do what we tell them to do. They do that which they see us doing. So unaware, you are leading your children. And they are doing what? Following. And I remember so well when it, we had a snow a few days or probably weeks ago, walking down to church and um, I was, you know, the one um, leading and when I step in the snow, you know, I have the footprints. And when I step and I leave the footprints, Eugene and Jaden, with their little feet, they, they try to step in the footprints. And, and Eugene kept on telling me, Daddy, I love it. Keep, keep stepping in. I said, yes, son, follow me. I step in it, you step in it. And then we kept on going. And the idea is that he said, Wherever I step, he's going to step in that same place. And wherever I go, he's going to follow me. Not what I tell him to do, but what he sees me doing. As a matter of fact, every footprint, Eugene puts his foot in there. Jesus did something. And people followed him. 
you remember when he started calling the disciples? He said, come and follow me and I will make you what? Fishers of men. Following Jesus is not about what he necessarily told the disciples to do, but they watch Jesus by his footprints. Wherever Jesus stepped, they stepped. Wherever Jesus go, they also went in that same direction. The disciples followed Jesus. This morning, are we ready to follow Jesus by obeying his command? Are we ready to follow Jesus, to put our foot in his footprint by obeying his command in Matthew 28? Are we ready, church? Are we ready? Amen. Oh, are you excited this morning? Amen. I am ready. I don't know about you, but I'm ready. And I love the song, wherever you go, I will follow you. I love it. Are you ready to follow Jesus? Well, I will attempt this morning to unpack some deep theological and practical nuggets of wisdom surrounding this text. And uh, I'm just going to do some kind of observation. So it's like we get very interactive, okay? Just stay with me. Amen. Amen. According to the text, Jesus came to his disciples and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus issued this statement based on the fact that the grave could not hold him captive. Did you hear that? I said the grave could not do what? Hold Jesus captive. He issued this statement based on the fact that he conquered death after his glorious resurrection from the dead. Amen. And right after the resurrection, just before ascending, that is the commandment that he, or the command that he gave to the disciples. Go ye into the nations of the world and make what? Make what? Church, I can't feel you. Come alive. Make what? People that follow the footprints of Jesus. I am living. You followed me and you step in my footprint. Now as I live, go so others will follow you and fall and step in your footprints. Are you ready to leave a footprint this morning? Before I get too excited... Lord, help me. Lord, help me. On this premise, he told his disciples to go, and the word is what? Go. He did not tell them to sit or just, you know, lazy around or just sit idle, but to do what? Go. Tell somebody sitting next to you, look at him or her right in the eye and say, go. Oh, come on, say it like you mean it. Say it like you mean it. Say it with so much joy. Look at his face, her face, and say, brother, sister, go. Tell him or her, go. Sometimes the only way we can remember things like this is when we communicate with each other. Look at him and say, go. Go. You know why? Because Christ says so. 
And even if I was, if, 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 if I would get too much excited, I would tell you to talk, look, look at somebody and just give that person a high five and say, go. Okay, give that person a high five. It's your wife, it's your husband. Give him the high five and say, go. High five, go. Go. Understand that he said, make disciples of all nations. And we are still doing a little bit of observation here. Make disciples of what? Of all nations. Meaning this heavily inspired assignment includes the nations of Africa. It includes Nigeria, Togo, Sierra Leone, Namibia, Zimbabwe, South Africa. It includes America. It includes North America. It includes Asia, Japan, Australia. Make disciples, list all nations. And all nations means what? All nations. I want you to turn to the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts 1, 8, okay? And let's see what we have there. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. Acts 1, verse 8. If you are there, you say amen. If you are getting close, you say hallelujah. hallelujah. I'm getting close. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. And again, I'm reading from the King James Version. So you take it. I love the old school. But ye shall receive power after that Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the utmost part of the earth, unto the ends of the earth. Meaning we could start this right from our immediate space of influence. Meaning discipleship do not necessarily take place like you pack your, your, your bag and luggages and get, get on the plane and fly all the, all the way to Ghana or probably, you know, somewhere far from here. Discipleship takes place right in your immediate space of influence. Your Jerusalem could be the college. Your Judea could be CNBC. Your Samaria could be that restaurant or that corporate world or that office, wherever you find yourself. Discipleship must take place right there. Sometimes we think that it is only when you travel that is when you are doing missions work. Missions work must start right in your immediate family. Say amen. I cannot leave my own family and go and disciple other people in Ghana if I cannot disciple my own children, my own immediate family. Then it's of no use for me to go out there. I don't have any authentic message if I go out there. I need to disciple my immediate space. Disciple your immediate space. You cannot be a grand, grandmother and grandfather and you cannot disciple your immediate grandchildren. What are you talking about? If you leave that immediate circles and you go to a, a different place and trying to disciple them, it is not bad, it is good, but I want to tell you that there is a place called Jerusalem. There is a place called Judea and there is a place called Samaria. It must start right from your immediate space. Amen? 
And I'm excited. I'm excited. I want you to know that by observation of the text, the disciples were mandated to baptize in no other union but the Trinity. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What does this mean? This means that the Godhead takes residence in the life of a soul that accepts and declares the lordship of the Almighty God through the death and resurrection of Christ Jesus. Can I boldly, you and I, declare to the nations of the world that it is only one man that saves? His name is... Oh, I don't feel you, church. His name is... Do you believe it? Do you believe it? The other day I heard somewhere somebody said, I I, I think Mohammed saves. I I, I think Arukriya saves. I I think Buddha saves. And I look at that person I said, it is only one man that I know. His name is? Are you excited? I don't feel you this morning. I don't feel you. I can't feel you. Do you believe that it is only Jesus that saves? Baptize them in no other name, but in the name of Jesus. This must give us enough reason to step out and follow Jesus and make him known. Because we do not go in our name and we do not baptize in our name but we baptize in the name that is above any other name. The name that is mentioned and every tongue and every, every tongue confesses that he is the king of glory, the Lord of lords, the king of kings. His name is what? Jesus. Am I behaving? Behaving. Thank you, mom. Thank you, mom. Thank you, mom. A careful survey of the text shows that, are you still with me in the text? Matthew 28, 18, 20, just keep your eyes there. You see a lot of things that I'm talking about. A careful survey of the text shows that after reaching out, the disciples are not to leave, but to do what? Teach. Tell somebody, teach. 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 I want it to echo all over the place. Teach. Teach. And in, in this context, it is not about dispensing information or just giving out a word to people or instruction that do this and do that, and that's by way of teaching. To a large extent, some theologians believe that it could be part of it, but the chief of that teaching, the major part of that teaching, the import of that teaching is about a lifestyle. How? Look, look, Jesus said, Paul said, look at me and do what? Imitate, imitate me as I imitate. Do you see how it goes? Look at me, imitate me, or follow me as I follow who? 
And, and so it's not so much about just the information you give. It's about how you carry yourself, the attitude, the, the way and manner you handle your faith and display your faith with no, I mean, with no shame and how you try to authentically live for, for not your glory, but for God's glory. Remember, I said most of our children do not do the things we tell them to do. They do what they see us doing. Teach, 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 teach. And I want us to ask the question that teach, teach, so, so, so men will do what? Men will do something. Teach, so that the nations of the world will do what? So they will do something. You want to turn to First Samuel, okay? But first Samuel chapter 12, verse 24, I want to show you exactly what the teaching is all about here. Okay? Are you there with me? First Samuel. First Samuel chapter 12. If you are getting close like I am doing, say amen. That's right. First Samuel chapter 12, verse number 24. Teach so men would do what? From the Old Testament perspective. So that men... Number, number, 12, uh, number 24, the first Samuel chapter 12, verse number 24, it, say, it says, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things he has done for you. So that men will do what? They will fear the Lord. We live in a day, in a dispensation, in an era that men do not fear the Lord. But teach, live a life such that somebody will say, mm. Do you remember how the early believers and the name Christians? The name Christian, do you, ha- do you remember how they earned that name? If you read the book of Acts, you see it there. It, it, it talks about how they carry themselves, they behave like who? Christ. They behave like Christ. And so the people said, these people, it looks like they have been with who? With Christ. They behave in a, a way that reflects Christ Jesus. Teach them in such a way that you yourself, you fear God, and so they will also fear God. I came to sit here some time ago, one of the Sundays with my little boy Eugene, and we, it was worship time, and I couldn't help it. I was just rocking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He was standing quietly. Within a few minutes, I saw my little boy rocking back and forth, back and forth. I said, thank you, Jesus. He just caught the fire. Teach by the way you live, by the way. Look, you've got to be authentic. Don't don't try to pretend. Be yourself. Be real. You have known me. I can't hold or withhold my excitement in the joy of the Lord. Uh, am I behaving? <laughs> but, but, but be authentic. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Let, let the nations of the world know how excited you are about Jesus. Because for some people, the only Bible they will read is you and I, our lifestyle. Did you hear that? The only Bible that some people will read is you and I, the way we carry ourselves. They may never open from Genesis to Revelation. But by the way you carry yourself, 
they can probably think of how the book of Genesis looked like and how the book of Matthew looked like and the, 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 the information in the what probably is written in there because of the way you live your life. This morning is quite convicting in some ways. Teach, 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 teach. Teach that men will do what they will fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all their heart to consider how great or consider the great things that the Lord has done for them. And let's get back to the New Testament perspective. Are we doing good on time? You are doing good on time? Good. Let's get to the New Testament. Mark chapter 6 verse 12. Teach, teach. We are still on the teaching. What is the teaching all about? Mark chapter number 6 verse number 12. Don't forget it. I say if you are getting close, you say amen. I don't want this place to be quiet. I don't want this place to be quiet. Get excited. Amen. It is God's word. It's not a newspaper. It is God's word. Get excited. Amen. That's right. Some people open the newspaper and they laugh and they are so excited just because they saw a news item in there that got them so fascinated. Listen, I don't get fascinated about the newspaper. I get fascinated about the word. Say the word. Say the word. This is what I get excited about. I love this 24-7. Yes. I think I'm, be, I'm behaving. I'm behaving. I'm behaving. Mark chapter 6, verse number 12. Teach so men would do what? He said, and they went out and preached that men should do what? Repent. Teach so that men will repent. Enough of the prosperity gospel. That's one of the major things I need you to pray with me as I get back home to Ghana, West Africa. I am not the one going to fight it, but I believe in the name of the one who fights everything and eradicates everything by his power. His name is Jesus. Africa must hear the true gospel. We must detach ourselves from the prosperity gospel that was imported from the Western world, and I didn't say America, from the Western world into our world. We must get ourselves eradicated from that gospel because it's not from God, it's from the pit of hell. Prosperity gospel, health and wealth gospel, prophets, they call it, they have prophets and apostles and whatever. Did you ever see Jesus? Ah. I wish I had an African audience like this to talk to them. Amen. Teach that men will repent. Men will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. This is what we need to hear from the pulpit. This is what we need to hear. That men's heart will change. Life will be transformed. That is what we want to hear preached from the pulpit. And I want to tell somebody sitting here that, look, if you don't get it from the pulpit when you get home, preach it to your children, repentance. Oh, my goodness. Did you get that? 
Sometimes you don't have to wait for pastor to preach repentance. You don't have to wait for somebody to talk to you about repentance. If you are a believer and you know the word that it is only one man that saves, his name is Jesus, anywhere you go, in the restaurant, McDonald's, talk about Jesus. In Best Buy, talk about Jesus. In Lancaster Bible College, it may be a Bible college, but I tell you there are some unbelievers over there. Talk about Jesus. It may be in the office or the marketplace. Talk about who? Jesus. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of this gospel, for it is the power of God that leads unto what? Unto salvation. Are you ashamed? Are you ashamed of this word? Who is ashamed of the name Jesus here? No one. We love Jesus. If you love him, don't forget what Jesus told his disciples. Who was that? He said, if you love me, then feed what? Feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. What do you give to my, 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 my sheep to eat? My word, that word must be a word of repentance, word of forgiveness. Give that to them. That is what they need. They don't need prosperity gospel. They need repentance. They need forgiveness. They need to know that it is only Christ alone, Christ alone that saves. That is what they need. Shall we go to Luke chapter 24, verse number 46? Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke chapter 24, Luke 24, 46 to 47. Let's do that real quick. We are getting there. Amen. Amen. Luke 24, 46 to 47. The scripture says that, and said to them, that it is written, and that it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at where? Jerusalem. Do you see why I said your immediate space of influence could be that workplace, that office, that wherever you find us. I mean, your Jerusalem is your home. Your Jerusalem is your workplace. And what must be preached all over in Jerusalem? Preach in his word, name among all nations. Whose name? Jesus. So do you agree that it is all about? It is all about what? Jesus. Any message that does not start with Jesus and does not end with Jesus, that message in the first place is no message. Any word, any preaching that, that starts with the omission of Jesus cannot withstand the test of time. But any message that begins with Jesus, that, that gives that important relevance to, 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 to Jesus, that message will take hold of the heart of man and will bring convictions and will bring transformation. For his glory. It's all about Jesus. And that must be preached among all nations. Africa must hear about Jesus. America must hear about Jesus. Australia must hear about Jesus. The disciples are trained and equipped to teach the nations to obey everything Jesus has commanded them. 
And, and everything means what? Everything. Everything means what? So the question is, everything like what? Let's find out. Everything like what? Everything that is expected of us as believers is found in where? In the Bible. The Bible is our what? Roadmap. I love it. The Bible is our what? Our guidebook. I love it. The Bible is our what? It's our sword. I love that. Who says sword? You must be a warrior. That's right. I love it. It is our sword. With my kind of temperament, I love sword. Amen. 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 Everything is expected of us as believers is found in the Bible. So let us turn to, again, let's stay with Luke chapter 24, verse 46 to 47c. That again, it's all about preaching repentance, preaching and exalting the name of Christ alone among the nations. That is what God expects us to do. And he expects us to preach and teach Christ alone. Preach and teach who alone? Christ alone. And I want us to turn to Acts chapter 8, verse number 5. Acts chapter 8, verse number 5. Acts 8, verse number 5. It says that, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto what? Unto them. Did he preach himself? Did Philip preach himself? Did he preach any other name? Did he preach any other theology? He preached who? Christ. And that is what is expected of us as believers. That in our teaching, we must teach Christ alone. In our preaching, we must preach who? Christ alone. Turn to Colossians chapter 1 verse 28. Colossians Chapter 1, verse number 28. Colossians, chapter 1, verse number 28. Are you there with me? Great. If you have it, I'm struggling to get it right here because my Bible is all over the place. But if you have it, feel free to read it out. Okay, shout it out if you have it. Say it, my sister, my mom, my mom. (laughs) Please read it. In Jesus' name, amen. We proclaim who? Jesus. We proclaim Christ alone. Christ alone. No other name. No other personality. We follow Christ. We preach Christ. We teach Christ. And Christ alone. Now to copy it all, let's read Mark chapter 12, verse 30 to 31. Mark 12. Mark chapter 12, and that's the last scripture. It looks like we're in the Sunday school class, right? That's good. Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12, verse number 30 to 31. Mark 12, 30 to 31. I got it. If you have it, you say amen. That's right. Let's go. 
And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than this. Hallelujah. This scripture must compel us to strive and thrive in the following two practical nuggets of followership in Christ alone. Number one, before, for the sake of time, I don't want to get into all the scriptures and read everything out. But if you read Matthew chapter 5, 13 through 16, it talks about be the light and salt in your immediate space of what? Influence. Be light and be what? Be salt. Be light and be salt. Reflect Christ. Let the radiance of Christ go through you and let people experience it and say, yes, indeed, for this one, not Jesus, for this one has been with Christ Jesus. This shows that Jesus sent us into the world to influence it, not to be influenced by it. We are to bring God's flavor and illumination to this dying world. The only way the world can be saved is when we preach Christ. When we exalt the name of Christ. That is the only way. The only way we can fix some situation or fix some, you know, whatever in the high places in America is when Christ's name is exalted. That is the only way. I'm getting there with the last two points and we'll be done. Oh, tell somebody, be salt and light. Tell somebody, be salt and light. Now, the next thing is to pray to teach and reach, and that is in Romans chapter 10, verse 14 to 15. You know when it talks about how can they hear if there is no one to what? To preach. How can they believe if there is no one to do what? To preach. And so there must be somebody who is ready to preach in order for others to hear and in order for others to believe, in order for lives to be transformed. There got to be somebody preaching and teaching. You don't need to be a pastor, ordained pastor, evangelist, you know, teacher, Bible Sunday school teacher, in order to teach and preach the word. As long as you are a child of God and you have this word in your heart, as long as you do have this in your heart and you live it out, you are in essence preaching and teaching. Do you get it? And I wish we could go to Mark chapter 16, verse 15, but that implies about preaching to all creation. And all creation means what? All creation. That includes, and that reminds me of my dear sister over here, Tara Kelly, that includes that the physically challenged people in the world, they must hear about Christ. It's amazing when I heard your presentation, the most silent topic, the most, most forgotten people, that we hardly take the gospel to them, are people. are physically challenged. This is sad. Don't they deserve to hear God's word? Don't they deserve to also have experience, encounter Christ Jesus? Don't they deserve it? They deserve it. So why do we just focus on people who can move and walk and have their feet? No, we have to also consider the physically challenged. 
And my dear sister, I want to tell you this time is almost up, but I want to tell you that, look, it is a call. God has called you and ordained you in a time such as this for this peculiar assignment. Keep your focus. Don't lose track because your reward is not coming from man. Your reward is coming from Christ Jesus. Keep your focus. They need to hear the word. The non-speaking English people group in Asia need to hear the word. Terry and James, thank you for taking the gospel to that part of the world. The Messiah kingdom in Kenya, they need to hear the word. Thank you for Dr. Abed and the team that will be traveling to Kenya. Take the gospel to them. The downtrodden Ethiopia, they need to hear the word. The neglected rebels in Congo, they need to hear the word. The refugees in Sudan, they need to hear the word. The left alone, the Muslims in the Middle East, Ron and Kim Blau, God bless you, take the word to the Muslims. They need to hear Jesus. Take the word to them. The drug addicts, the prostitutes, the vulnerable, when I heard Davis, Jim Davis talking about the prostitutes and the drug addicts that administered to them in Cottesville, I was like, oh my goodness, you must be called in order to do this kind of job. If you are not called, I don't know. But they need to hear God's word. The prostitute need to hear Jesus. The drug addict must also hear about Jesus. God bless Jim Davis. The vulnerable in India. The left alone in Ghana, Ukraine, Costa Rica, and the left alone to perish in Haiti. And of course, the Amish community in beautiful Lancaster County, they must hear about Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus alone. I don't want to quench this fire, but I want to tell you something. Do you know that the only Amish family that lives here in Lancaster County, that is the only African Amish family, is the Adomacos. Did you hear that? Have you ever seen any African black Amish before? Well, I am one of them. Oh, my family, we are Amish. Amish people from Ghana, West Africa. Hallelujah, amen. Give Jesus a hand if you want to. Amen. Oh, yes. And I, I feel that our people need to hear the word across the street where my house is. I go to him like 24-7. I mean, I am always with him. And sometimes he gets tired. I think he wants to just throw me out of his house. <laughs> yes. I know I, I told him we are brothers. And he seemed not to get it because he looked at me and like, hmm, yes, you might be an Amish guy, but you are black. <laughs> I say, yes, forget about the color. I may be black, but I'm white in there. <laughs> I can still give you Jesus. Child of God, let me hold my fire here. Let me bring it to an end by telling you that if you read a concluding verse, the verse number 20, Jesus said, I will be with you always to the end of the age, to the end of the world. Listen, this assurance is not, Jesus is not babbling. He's just not saying empty words. It is so true. If you go to the Old Testament, I will show you how God was with his people. Abednego, Meshach, and Shadrach, do you remember? In the pit of fire, God did not leave them alone to perish. And in fact, King Nebuchadnezzar said, I can see somebody with the children of God who looks like the son of 
God. And listen, their lives were preserved. If you're a missionary, you're a Christian, a believer, you want to preach and teach and share the gospel all over the nations of the world, I want to tell you that this Jesus that was found in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, he is the Jesus of yesterday. He's the Jesus of today. He will be the Jesus of tomorrow. He will be with you 24-7. He will never leave you alone. He will never forsake you. He will be with you. Don't forget about Daniel. In the lions, then the same thing happened. The angel of the Lord shut the mouth of the lion. And he was able to escape. The life was preserved. In the New Testament, Paul and Silas, when they took the gospel, preaching and teaching, they got beaten. They got, you know, went through all the stuff and they were just thrown into the prison. And when they got in there, look at what happened. In the middle of the night, they praised God. They sang some hymns and they prayed. And there was a great earthquake. The chains were removed. The doors were opened. Now, the creme de la creme of the whole issue is that the guy who was the guard was just about to kill himself because he thought this guy has escaped. Paul said, don't kill yourself. We are safe in here. And then he, he, he ran to them. He said, how can, I, how, can I, how can I be saved? He said, believe in the name of who? And you shall be what? And see what happened. When he got saved, not him alone, but him and his household. Clap for Jesus. It is only Jesus that can do this. Shout of God, you want to stand on your feet with me and let us sing grace, 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 grace. As a congregation, I want us to sing that hymn. Grace, 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 grace. I love it. Oh, grace, grace, God's grace. You know that song, that's right. Grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Now I want you to close your eyes with me. It is only the grace of God that saves. All that we are talking about that follow Jesus, make him known to the nations of the world and all the different things that you've heard this morning. I tell you what, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, who is the epitome of grace, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You may desire to share the gospel, but you may not be effective enough because there is no relationship. This morning, you are here in CNBC. You know you don't know Jesus. Or probably you know him, but you are not walking with Jesus. I want, in the quietness of your heart, reflect and see how you can talk to him now. I give you just 30 seconds. Talk to Jesus. Talk to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I know you. I've heard about you. But that is not enough. I want to have a deep relationship with you. Talk to him now. Talk to him. Talk to him. Father, I want to thank you this morning for your word. We know you've ministered to the heart of your people. 
for those that want to go to preach, teach, and reach out to the nations of the world, for, to this dying world with your word. Father, I pray that may you fire somebody up to do it. But most importantly, for those that do not know you, I pray that, Father, the only way they can authentically follow you is when they know you. Like Paul said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Help us, Lord, even as we go out here. May we follow you and make you known unto the nations of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Child of God, thank you so much, and God bless you. Go in his grace.